Get in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear delivered to your home every month. Visit shop.premierguitar.com to sign up for a print subscription to Premier Guitar so you can take the best guitar content on earth with you anywhere. No Wi-Fi required. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Hamm with PremierGuitar.com. We're here at Riverside Casino with yeah. Rick Nielsen. Yeah. Backstage. Rick. Hello, Nielsen. How's it going, man? Good. We want to see your guitars and maybe we hear do. them. I, we, well, there they are. Take a look. This is the Jeff Beck uh, Esquire. And uh, Jeff loaned it to me. This is a beauty. I love it. It's, it plays great. And uh, it's beat up, and so am I. How long ago did he loan you that? Uh, I'm not going to mention it because I don't want him to come and take it back. Okay, this next one, uh, I had this made for for me for uh, when we did Sergeant Pepper. Uh, it's called Uncle Pepper. And uh, Hamer made it, and uh, Shannon did the airbrushing on this. This is all airbrushed. And uh, What pickup is in there? Uh, it's a humbucker. It's just one simple thing on the back 40 years ago for the Beatles. Sergeant Pepper uh, commemorating that. And there's actually a second one of these that was made uh, that uh, we're donating in in, uh, in Liverpool for the Liverpool Children's Hospital. You pretty much... Sounds great. I use this on the flame every night. And this one, uh, well, this is, a, this is just yellow, but it's got a whammy bar on it. So the few songs that I used were the whammy bar. Uh, I wish it weren't so complicated, but... Uh, but I, you know, when I need a whammy bar, I, 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 mean, I don't like it to go out of tune. Yeah. You mean when you say complicated, you're talking about having to clip off the ball ends for the Floyd and you stuff? Know, I, I, Rocky over here takes care of my guitars, but you know, I haven't tuned a guitar in over 30 years, so I wouldn't know. <clears throat> but it's, it's, it is complicated. If, if I break a string and he's not there, I'm screwed, you know? and the audience is screwed, and the vibrato guitar people are screwed. So we don't want that to happen now, do we? Okay, this is called Disco Dick. This is actually the drum finish from, uh, from uh, the Bunny Carlos uh, signature kit. And we got, uh, I sent the, sent the actual uh, drum laminate and sent it to Hamer and they made, uh, made this for me. I think That's a laminate from Ludwig, right? Yeah, Ludwig, uh, Ludwig Mother of Pearl or whatever they call the, all of the finish. Tom has a bass that has that on it too, right? Up. Yeah, and it's like... Uh, we look like ZZ Top without beards when we come out there. And I uh, see this one. This is the this is the one that was made after the after the the things blew up in Ottawa. Because my other one is at uh, Rick's Picks. The one that's pictured on the inset of uh, Dream Police. Dream Police. I mean the one I hit, the original checkerboard one that I had made years and years and years and years ago, and uh, they replaced. I mean the other one still plays, yeah. but it's just it, it was about time it got it got more wrecked up and. Uh, up in Canada, because I didn't even want to go into that. But Hamer made an exact duplicate of it, and sounds the same with bow tie inlays, inlays and stuff, pickups all covered. So this is just like the one that was made in 1979, but it was made uh, this past year. Did you ask Joel Danzig to like copy exact specs oh, from yeah, old right. explorers? Yeah, 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 well, of course. You know, they made it exact. Uh, if you want, go to Rick's Picks or go to the to the to the ex exhibition you'll see and it's got people it's got uh, it's got Todd Rungren and 
uh, Joe Elliott, Slash, and uh, uh, Chad Smith from Chili Peppers, and I don't know, you know, just tons of people are playing it, uh, and it's like, it's pretty cool, you know, because they're all playing, oh, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl plays it, he took it up on stage in Milwaukee, played it, and they all said kind things, and, you know, and you'll see that the guitar plays itself, it plays great. Yeah, but, but, but I was just, after getting it smashed, you know, I, mean, I didn't get it back for a, quite a while. It, it didn't get smashed, but it's like, it's, it's, it still plays great. I mean, I wish I had the, the other one out here, but it's in the museum right now. And this one, uh, this was uh, at the time when I had this made. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be black and white, it's a little yellowed, but it's got every pick design I've ever made at that, at that time. You know, all the graphics are my picks. And I had them made... Cool. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's way cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't, and there's my name up at the top, just in case I forget during the show. But he plays this one on... He used to play it on uh, uh, Surrender, but he's been playing the Five Night recently on Surrender. So I'll have it for good night after we take the Five Night off, and he uses this one. Uh, he uses this one on uh, Dream Police most of the time. The checkerboard one, okay. Yeah. And uh, we chunk out a bunch of picks and... <laughs> And during Surrender, he'll throw out the album cover, which is one of their old album's covers. And this is classic. Nice. <laughs> they actually buried him. I said, what did they do? Just, like, put him, like, no. They buried, they dug a <laughs> complete hole, and he's in the hole. So, yeah. Here's another one that's uh, Amor made for me. This was made for the Rockford album. This one actually sounds really good, too. It's uh, got the graphic from the Rockford album. And it's a cool box guitar. I've actually had uh, Conan O'Brien played this a number of times, and uh, and I played, you know, I played it quite a bit. It, you know, it looks it looks like a Bo Diddley kind of, you know, with a square box and all that stuff. But it, it actually sounds terrific. And I I thought, you know, I wasn't sure that it would, but it does. Normandy guitar. They made it for me. I wanted it with a with a real Bigsby on it, and uh, I just like it looks pretty. I don't know. I may drive it out of here later tonight. What does he use, the Normandy? Um, he hasn't used this one a whole lot. He'll probably, you know, if uh, the true start, he plays it on uh, Don't Be Cruel. But So if I ever pop the string, I would have this one ready to go. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sweet guitar. And they have a unique sound. They definitely, the, the metal adds to uh, more of a, like a high-endy, twangy sound. James Trussart made this one for me, and because usually they have ebony necks, I've ac actually have about three or four. Of these, and I said, I, I said I want the neck, the fingerboard to be the same as the. He said, Oh, can't do that. I said, Look, you can do all this. He's French. That was my fake French answer. I said, Look, you can do all the other stuff. Do it. So he did it. Does it have a much brighter sound with the metal fretboard? Uh, it sounds like uh, it, it's just a more brittle or more, you know, more metallic. Sound. Yeah. But not heavy metal metal. Do you know if those TV Jones pickups are classics or which model specifically they are? You can take your screwdriver and find out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here's the this is the original man. This one was made in 1977 or 78. This is the this is the first electric mandocello that's ever made. It made it for me because because uh, there was <laughs> they had none. On our first album we had a song called Mandocello, and then Heaven Tonight we did with a mandocello, and then we did another album. Um, with the, uh, I can't remember what the song was, but uh, is this Mondo the Raga we had was cool, and, and I, it's it's such a cool sounding thing. It's tuned C G D A with double strings. Yeah. Is this the exact guitar you used on Heaven tonight and stuff? Yeah, in the studio. 
on the first album, on the original, the Mandicello song, I used the regular 19, about 1910 Gibson Mandicello, you know, made uh, by old people. But I love the, I just love how it plays. I mean, you got to learn how to, how to, how to, you know, do the fingerings and find your. I, mean, I make up my own chords because I, you know, I'm kind of self-taught anyhow. I, what is this chord? Well, I know a G, a D, an A, and C, and B flat, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But when it gets more complicated and stuff, it's, no, it sounds good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Billy Bo. I think this is a, you know, that's what it's called. I think. And it sounds good. I use this uh, when we do a song called I Know What I Want. It's got, the, got a good uh, Malcolm Young kind of... You know what I want and I know how to get it. There you go. You know From what I want. From you. What am I telling I you? Mean you? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice guitar. A little floating bridge going Super on. light, too. It's very light. It, it feels like it's got some hollow in, hollowness to it, or it's a light wood. All right, here's uh, one of my explorers. And I have uh, three of them. And they're good guitars. They're neat. Uh, I'm kind of known for the, for what, how they look. And uh, ain't it pretty? Did it used to have a Maestro on there or something? It used to have a, a Bigsby or a little whammy Bigsby on it, okay. or Maestro. I don't know. It, we, I didn't take it off or yeah. put it on. It was done for me, and it sounds cool. I mean, I, I love. Look at it. I love how the, how the pegs are all deteriorating and looking like. H-E double hockey sticks. He'll put Explorer. I want Explorer on, on particular songs, and uh, I'll just give trade it up with this and the disco. I basically use these on particular songs, the checks and the picks. I'll use those on particular songs. These kind of vary a little bit. It looks like this is one of those guitars that's an example of where he took off the cover for a little more high-end bite or something. Exactly, yes. It does have a little bit more of a bite to it. But, it, uh, yeah, he, uh, he uses a lot of Vs, but uh, not on this run. Now, your ne the next guitar that we're going to see here is one that you're infamous yeah, well, for. I, I and think I'll, I'll let it speak for itself. Now, you explain it, because I can't. Of course, five neck, you have three of these, right? Yeah, I have three. I have an orange one, which was the first one. And this was the second one. The second one, I had them, the first one had pegs that went out like this, and it was kind of you get your hands caught in here. So I said, make this one with violin or, or banjo tuning pegs. And so this has got banjo tuning pegs on it. Do you remember roughly what year you had this one made? You can look at it. Uh, now, what this makes me think of is, you know, back on the Live at Budokan Have album. Have you ever played it? Earlier, Rocky let me yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try it on. I hope yeah. you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see. The last guy that tried it on was uh, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. It's a, with the Hollywood Bowl. I said, yeah, he comes over. He was on the side of the stage. He said, oh, Rick, it's an honor to meet you. And I said, who are you? Hey, PG fans, if you're enjoying this rig rundown, please consider giving us a positive rating in your podcast platform of choice. And while you're at it, subscribe to our feed to make sure you never miss an episode. It's a challenge to tune this thing because you have, I have to set it on a stool and uh, you got obviously 12 strings here which the rotating switch you got five position pole which corresponds to each one of those guys and uh, he plays this one the most um, and then he'll and we I rarely tune this one I tune it every once in a while he's never played it uh, every occasion he'll play the fourth neck but he mostly sticks with the second neck um, he varies he jumps around 
jumps around next. Um, this is an interesting sound because it's, uh, you know, it's, his sound is pretty distorted, so 12 string, it gives you a unique sound, yeah. very unique sound. Obviously this one's got a whammy bar. And uh, the fretless is a challenge to play because you got to reach all the way down there. And tuning it's, uh, yeah, it's like. But it's, uh, it's, it's pretty heavy. I, I don't know how much it weighs. I want to weigh it. Um, I don't have the specs on it, but I'd like to, because it, you, you felt it. You put it on. Obviously, I've got to tune. If you got, if you got 15 songs in it, i got 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. i got 20 guitars to tune <laughs> during the show. Some of the images that stand out in my memory the most from a kid when I had your albums is, you know, live at Budokan, you would have like three guitars on like a Strat, an Explorer, That's and something ridiculous. else. This, is, this, this was made to, to solve that, right? Yeah, this is made to make me look normal. All right. No, I just it was something I liked. The idea was good. You should go, go to Rick's Picks and you'll find out more. Cool. Do you want to talk about your amps? No. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, please. Oh, these Fuchs. I, I, thought, I thought that was a K when I bought it. it was really <laughs> That's the only reason. Yeah, and then these are deluxe reverbs that I have in here. I have the the guts in here, and these were made uh, by uh, Paul Rivera, actually. If you look at it, it has a fat and thin switch on it with a heavier-duty uh, transform in it and a master volume, which the normal uh, deluxes didn't have. And they put a bigger speaker in. I used, I used to use the bigger speaker, but now I have an ISO box that's back over in there with a microphone in it, and it gets you know consistent sound. Now, do you know you get a consistent sound there, and then I've also mic up here with the, excuse me, with the uh, just more twelves, so I get a like a punchier sound out here, and then I get the other song that I've had since seventy, seventy, excuse me, seventy-seven. The, the deluxe reverbs. Deluxe. I had six of them made for me. Now, Paul Rivera designed deluxe reverb twos for Fender in the early eighties. Is that the circuit that you're using? Uh, I don't know. It was because I had it made before he did it. He did them as for musicians, for like studio guys, basically. And I, I heard one. I said, I gotta have one. So the, and I said, well, I better have two. And I better have six. So I had six made for me. How much of the sound you get out of the deluxe is, or is it mostly for a clean sound or sort of early breakup? No, and the it's just what it's the tone I like. You know, I don't use any pedals. I have a wah, wah pedal, but I don't really use any pedals. So it's like. You know, I get all the harmonics and this and that and the feedback and the sustain. That's all real. Yeah, so a lot of people like a deluxe reverb for a clean sound, but you're getting some of your grit from that, well, too. That's why I've got the master volume, so I, you know, it's like I, I can sound, it, get a good sound at a low volume or a high volume. It's like it's, it, it sings. And you've always got the Fuchs amps on, too. Yeah, well, the Fuchs that I use for uh, punches the front here out of the Gibson cabinets. And... Uh, and I've had extra stuff, you know, but we have so much gear. This is what we've got out here right now. Now, speaking, you just motioned that. We didn't see this. Oh, so you want to tell us about the, that's a 58 Les Paul? Yeah, it's, a, it's nice and pretty. It's never been uh, played much. It's not relic. <laughs> it's not relic. That's, that's, uh, that's a real relic. How long have you had that? I, I, I had that maybe 15 years. I, bought, I actually bought that one at George Groom's. Uh, it was up on the wall, and once again, it's like, most people, oh, that's, that looks too crummy. I, well, I was just drawn to it. Oh, I, I, just, I just went right to it and I said, now, make me a deal. Rock, me. Rocky was talking earlier about uh, on some of your guitars, you take the nickel covers off yeah, the pickups. I take, that, that's an old, that's an old, old trick. You know, just to get more high-end bite and stuff? Just to look cool. Who cares <laughs> what it does? I, I'm not a techno guy. I'm really not. I'm just like, 
I know what I like, and it's like, uh, and I go to people that are professionals and know what that is. And a lot of people tell me, well, here's what you need, you know, it's like, and, and every amp sounds great in, in any room usually, but you know, the real test is, you know, being out here all the time, and I can go from here to the studio, and I get, I, I know what I'm getting. Back on the Fuchs a little bit. What? Yeah, what? Nice to me. They made. They actually made. Um, they they copied the 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 heads to match my uh, speaker cabinets that Gibson actually made for me. And so I've got because I I started getting those. Uh, I think they're called blues something or blue blues magoos. I don't know what they're called. Something blue something. And because uh, I liked it, it was 212, and that's what this is. And then they, I said, well, I'm, I like them, but I want them to be checkerboard. You know, so you gotta, they always freak out when I walk in the building. But, uh, but I, so I, they made it, and I actually had the Gibson heads. But, uh, but, they, but I, I liked what I've got here. What, like drew you, what drew you to Fuchs Amps in the first place? Uh, they called me up. And I think one of, one of the guys that worked for me years ago said, hey, you've got to try these out. And so I tried it out, you know, because I've had, you know, I've got Marshalls, I got this, I got that, you know, I got Sound City, I got uh, uh, 65, I got some of those. They made checkerboard stuff for me. I've got a lot of amps, so it's like I'm not running out yet. You actually, I'm glad you mentioned the Sound City because we uh, Facebooked before we came out to say, you know, what do you guys want us to ask uh, Rick Nielsen and the guys? Yeah, they wanted to know if you still had them. Yeah, yeah, I bought them. I bought. Uh, I couldn't afford Marshalls at the time, so I bought. Uh, eight, or no, let's see, one, one, two, I think about four to six stacks of Sound City because I could get the same amount, you know, head, two bottoms. I could get two for the price of one. And that was in 68. I bought them in England and uh, had them shipped over, and I've still got them, got them all. Uh, I don't use, I think the heads are mostly gone, but the, but the cabinets, I still have those. Actually, some of those are at Rick's Picks, some of those are in just in our warehouse. One of the other questions people wanted us to ask you was, how many guitars do you have, and are you still cl- like? Still collect, yes. I still collect, and I've got about 400 something, like something like that right now. I'm trying to get. I was trying to get down to about 100, but then it's like yeah, I can't. Uh, you know. Couldn't get the monkey off your back. Well, no, because you know it's like uh, there's certain ones like you know oh, this one. Uh, uh, I have a hard time. I, I was never a, a great. Uh, I'm a. I'm a buyer. I, I buy stuff that I like. I never. I usually don't buy the the real pristine stuff because it costs too much and it doesn't have the mojo of the of the of the stuff that's been used. You know, it's like I'm a musician, so it's like, I'm supposed to be broke. Do you find your taste evolving at all when you're no, buying yeah, stuff? Or no, well, you know, there's stuff that I never knew about. When, you know, that was way before the internet and uh, and and before we were well-known enough where I could go, go places. I mean, you know, I knew all the Midwest, you know, Iowa and uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin and Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, down those kind of areas. And uh, I knew every music store because I used to go to them all the time. I mean, I, I picked up cases and guitar parts and, you know, this one and that one. Back in the, back in the day, people used to just trade in stuff. They didn't, they didn't keep stuff. Nobody did. And was, guitars weren't called vintage. They were called used. Yeah. Is there anything you're specific, anything specific you're looking for right now? No, no. I uh, well, I, I I like I like even though I don't have any are, are the are the designs of the of the Vandre Vandre guitars, an Italian crazy guy. It was like Salvador Dali of the guitar 
business. But they were so rare and so so whatever, and they're kind of like works of art. And I, I don't know that they've actually played that great, but they're cool looking. Uh, and I've got some Hoyers. I got some of those. I got just uh, there's certain models that are, I think are cool. Those I got. Uh, you know, I, I've got. Uh, I've owned two thousand different things, so it's like I'm not really looking for anything. You know. But you're ready to be seduced by something. Yeah. Well, you know, let's see. This past year, what I've you know, I bought a number of things. I, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of SGs. Now I've got about ten of them, uh, all from the '60s, and uh, yeah, '60s. And I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh, this guitar of the month when the Gibson was doing that. I used to buy the stuff that I liked. I'm gonna, so I got some interesting stuff. I have two of the Les Paul Carina tribute with the V head on it, uh, the split head. I mean, uh, and I got number four, 54 and number 55. I just liked it. You know, I had to get had to get them, and they're cool. The only problem is it's got the three pickups in it. Three pickups I always had trouble with. I like the Les Paul uh, customs. You know, I, the necks were flat, and the th third pickup in the middle there always bugged me because I guess yeah, so I. So I was never a big fan of that. I still have my 55 Les Paul, my gold top that I bought for 65 bucks. I still have it, and it's, it, that's at the museum also. That's a cool one. So if anyone knows about any Vondres or Hoyers, get in touch with Rick. Yes! All Don't right. charge me too much. All right, thanks, man. Right, we appreciate yeah. you taking time with us. Have a great show. Right, enjoy it. Well, you're like a weirdo. You never uh, speak over here. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm Sean Hammond. Thanks for watching PremierGuitar.com.